Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. I'm Amon Mazingo, your storyteller, and this is season two of the Afro Tales podcast, where we journey through the Americas and the Caribbean to explore the tales that grew from its African diaspora. I want to thank Art by Chalet for the beautiful episode art, and especially thank you for joining us on today's adventure. Don and Taino. Once there was an old fisherman in San Juan. Don Manolito was his name, but his friends called him Don. He was tall and thin, with a head full of graying silver hair. He had a sad, childlike smile. Don lived in a little hut at the edge of town. No one really knew how he came to settle in San Juan. Some people said he had come from a remote part of Puerto Rico, sorrowful and broken-hearted after the death of his beloved wife. Don was a man of few words. He was kind and friendly, but he had no close friends except for his dog, Tyna. Tyna was a quiet, gentle creature with shining black hair and long pointed ears. Whether Don was going to the marketplace or walking around town, Tyna was always accompanying him. Running or walking by his side with his ears perked up and his tongue hanging out. Whenever a visitor came to Don's hut, Tino would sit at Don's feet, just listening to the conversation. Don usually went fishing several days a week, and he never set sail without Tino walking him to the edge of the sea. There, Tino would remain until Don came rowing his boat back in every evening. Don always saved the best fish for their evening meal. Soon after returning home, 
the delicious smell of food filled the air. And anyone who came through their door at that moment was sure to get a warm welcome and a good meal. To the people of San Juan, the sight of Don and Tino setting out to the seashore in the morning and coming back in the evening and the delicious smell of food which followed at their return became rituals, a part of the natural rhythm of life. It was like the ebb and flow of the ocean, sunrise and sunset, the waxing and waning of the moon. One morning, soon after Don's boat had vanished from sight, the sky gradually covered itself with dark clouds. As the sun grew dimmer and dimmer, the wind gathered strength. The silence was broken now and then by the rumbling of distant thunder. People ran in every direction to finish their errands before returning to the protection of their homes. Fishermen came rowing furiously ashore, bringing tales of a storm raging fiercely at sea. In no time at all, the seashore was empty, except for Tyna. As the thunder rumbled louder and the sea grew darker, Tyna sat patiently and looked out to sea. Waiting for Don to come rowing his boat ashore, but there was neither sight nor sound of Don or his rowboat. While Tyna was waiting, the storm burst over the town with flashes of lightning and explosions of thunder. And the sea roared in response, sending towering waves crashing upon the shore. Tyna was swept off his feet again and again as the waves rushed upon him. Finally, he threw himself into the sea and swam all the way to a rock jutting out of the roaring waters. The storm raged all evening and far into the night. Tyna kept his vigil. High on the rock jutting out of the stormy waters, hour after hour he sat there, looking out to sea and waiting for Don to come rowing his boat ashore. But there was neither sight, nor hair, nor sound of Don and his rowboat. As night slowly brightened into dawn, the storm gradually ended and the roll of thunder grew more and more distant. Until it was silent. The ferocious sea was silenced and everywhere in San Juan life went back to normal. Yet, high on the rock above the waters, Tino remained sitting, looking out to sea and waiting for Don to come rowing his boat ashore. But there was no Don, and there was no boat. Suddenly, someone pointed at the rock and shouts went up, followed by another and another. Soon, 
from one end of the shore to another, exclamations of amazement rose to the heavens. Quickly, the fishermen jumped into their boats and rowed as fast as they could toward the rock. It's Taino! It's Taino! cried a fisherman who rowed ahead of the rest. And soon all were shouting, It's Taino! It's Taino! But why and how Taino came to be on that rock was a mystery none could understand. Then they realized that Don had not been seen since rowing out to sea the day before, and Taino had been sitting on that rock through the storm and through the night waiting for his friend. A chill ran down their spines, and they all fell silent, for they knew then that Don had been caught up in the terrible storm and would never come back. Oh, let's take Taino back to shore. For he must be cold and hungry, said one of the fishermen as he climbed onto the rock. But when he laid his hands on the dog to pick him up, he cried out in dismay. Oh, Tino had turned to stone. The sad news of Tino's transformation spread through San Juan and the whole island just like the storm. The people who knew Tino and Don in person and who lived through those fearful days have long gone out of this world. Memory of the storm which overwhelmed Don at sea is lost in the midst of time. San Juan has grown into a bustling metropolis. But on a rock off the coast of the modern city, a dog of stone still sits, looking out to sea in silent testimony to the great friendship ever to unite a fisherman and his dog. The end. So this is one of those sad stories, right? You have friends and they part way, they part for just a little bit expecting to see each other very soon and one never returns and the other just doesn't know what happens to him don and tino are those types of friends and tino sits there through the storm through the bad through all of that danger waiting for his friend worried about his friend scared about you know for his friend and dies for his friend who has as far as we can tell already died and had probably been dead for a long time hours before um the storm really hit the the uh the shore you know Puerto Rico's one of those places where storms hit you know, um, it's in the Caribbean. It's in the way of hurricane season, you know. Um, so they can they expect storm. But no one expects to be caught in a storm like that, you know. This is a sad story. As a, as a pet owner, you know, I wonder what happened to my now pet. I have a feline friend named Coco. 
she, you know, cats are different than dogs. And she's definitely very different. And I do wonder if something were to happen to me, what, you know, would happen to her. And hopefully somebody would be able to get to her and take care of her. Um, she's a scary little thing and she's not, she's not an outside cat. So she wouldn't make it. <laughs> but dogs are different, right? Cats can be kind of to themselves and stuff like that. But dogs worry about you. You know, they they care more. They're, they're more human-like, you know, and more so, you know. They just love us and have extreme dedication to us. And they resemble us in more ways than a few, you know. A lot of people say the longer you have a dog, the more the dog looks like you or you start looking like the dog. But they take on our nature. If you're in a good person, a lot of times your dog is nice and kind, just like you. If you got some evil in you, a lot of times your dog, you know, expresses those evils, you know? So really it's your, your personality embeds into your dog. Whereas a cat's personality may embed into you. (laughs) But if you want to see Tina, Amigo, or whatever they call him from wherever the story is being told at that moment. If you want to see this this loyal friend, he's still there. Tino is still out there waiting. Go to San Juan, old San Juan, and look for him. He's still out there on that shore. He may not be as complete anymore due to some hurricanes, but he's still there. How many of us have friends like that? That are still there. I know I have one. Going 20 something years now. We live in two totally different states. 1500 miles away. I've been around the world and he's always been there. Not a lot of us have friends like that anymore. And this friend I have, I'm not talking about a dog. This is a human being. But not many of us have friends like that anymore. And we need them. We're humans. We need friends. So find you a friend. Be loyal to them and hopefully they're loyal to you. And you may have a Tino just in human form. Thank you for coming on this journey. We're getting close to the end of this season. And I just want to say thank you. And always have a blessed day. This is your Afrotales recipe of the week. Lechon Asado, Puerto Rican style slow roasted pork. Ingredients. One tablespoon whole black pepper, one tablespoon cumin, one tablespoon oregano, one bay leaf crushed, two tablespoons kosher salt, one tablespoon garlic powder, half teaspoon cayenne, five large cloves garlic, mashed, quarter cup sour orange juice, third cup olive oil, three to four pounds bone-in pork butt or shoulder with the skin on or a nice layer of fat. Directions. Combine the black pepper, cumin, oregano, and bay leaf. 
grind to a coarse powder in a spice mill. In a small bowl, combine the ground spices, salt, garlic powder, and cayenne. Add the mashed garlic cloves, sour orange juice, and olive oil until you have a really loose paste. Cover the pork with the paste and place it in a glass bowl or other non-reactive container and refrigerate overnight. The next day, pull the pork out of the fridge and let it come to room temperature while you preheat the oven to 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Place the pork on a roasting pan and place in the oven. Cook until the internal temperature of the pork reaches 160 degrees Fahrenheit, about 40 minutes per pound. Remove the pork from the oven and cover loosely with foil. Let it rest for 10 minutes before slicing. Serve with rice and beans or slice thinly and serve it on a sandwich. That is your Apertel's recipe of the week. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for supporting and sharing this podcast with your family and friends. You can always find AfroTales podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to leave me a message or a tweet, I can be found on Twitter at AfroTales Cast, on Instagram and Facebook at AfroTales Podcast, and now on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash AfroTales Podcast, where you can financially support me for the price of one small cup of coffee however you support i thank you and i appreciate it always so until next time have a great day